Good morning. And welcome to First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin, Texas. I am the Reverend Michelle LaGrave, she, her, and it is a great joy to welcome all of you here to our worship service this morning. We are a spiritual community dedicated to a free and responsible search for truth, meaning, and beauty. Whoever you are, wherever you come from, wherever you find yourself on your life's journey, whichever your pronouns, whether you've walked in or rolled in or dialed in, whomever you love, you are welcome here. You belong here. We come from a long tradition of seeing a spark of the divine in every person. It is in this tradition, this living tradition, that I invite you to greet the holy that lives in each of us this morning. Good morning. I'm Angela Smith, pronouns she, her. And I'm honored to be your lay leader this beautiful, crisp December morning where we're going to be inspired today in church by not only words, but by music. Would you join me now in reading the words for the lighting of the chalice? This is the flame we hold in our hearts as we strive for justice for everyone. This is the light we shine upon systems of oppression until they are no more. This is the warmth that we share with one another as our struggle becomes our salvation. Our call to worship this morning is In the Spirit of Searching by Joan Javier Duval. And of depths unknown, the spark of life ignites, and we are born. We enter world, a universe not of our making. Our lives unfold in mystery and wonder. Questions abound, for which there are no definite answers. And so we gather in community to seek in one another assurance and recognition, compassion and strength. We gather in community to be reminded of what is most ultimate and what is most sacred. In the spirit of searching and of reverence, let us worship together this morning. One of the things that binds First UU together as a religious community is that this congregation has a common purpose. For First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin, that common purpose is the mission. The congregation wrote it together and put it up on the wall in the sanctuary in big, beautiful letters. Every Sunday, the worship participants say it together so that we may more readily carry it with us in our hearts throughout the week. Let us say it together now. Together we nourish souls, transform lives, and do justice to build the beloved community.
Our reading today comes from words from the former or the late Unitarian Universalist minister and poet Nancy Schaeffer. I have been looking for the words that come before words, the words older than silence, the ones not mine, that can't be found by thought, the ones that hold the beginning of the world and are never used up and arrive loaned and make me weep. This is the time in our service when we center ourselves together. Please find a comfortable place to be. Close your eyes if you feel comfortable doing so. And take a deep breath in. Let us join together in a time of meditation, followed by silence. How does one address a mystery? Cautiously. Let us go cautiously, then, to the end of our certainty, to the boundary of all we know, to the rim of uncertainty to the perimeter of the unknown which surrounds us. Reverently, let us go with a sense of awe, a feeling of approaching the powerful holy whose lightning slashes the sky, whose persistence splits concrete with green sprouts, whose miracles are present in every place and moment. Hopefully, out of our need for wholeness in our own lives, the reconciliation of mind and heart, the conjunction of reason and passion, the intersection of the timeless with time. Quietly, for no words will explain the inarticulate or summon the presence that is always present, even in our absence. But what shall I say? Anything. Any anger, any hope, any fear, any joy, any request. Any word that comes from the depth of being addressed to being itself. Or perhaps nothing. No complaint, no request, no entreaty, no thanksgiving, no praise, no blame, no pretense of knowing or of not knowing. Simply be in the intimate presence of mystery, unashamed, unadorned, unafraid. And at the end, say Amen.
I invite you now to light a candle if you are so moved. Candles symbolizing sorrow, joy, hope, remembrance, resilience. Whatever it is that you need to honor during this time. As we light candles, I invite you to keep in your mind and heart members of our community who are ill or in sorrow. Julie Pache, whose dad died rather suddenly this past week. Amy Bennett, who has completed exactly half of her chemo treatments. Denise Pierce, who will be having a lung biopsy soon. And those who are celebrating joys. Let us hold the silence, the quiet, together throughout this meditative time.
There are so many kinds of mysteries in the world. The kind written in books for which there is an entire genre. The kind for which there are no answers. The kind for which we suspect there might be a scientific explanation someday, even if not in our own lifetime the kind which are hard to bear, the kind of which mystics speak, the kind that moves us to write a poem or compose a piece of music or create a piece of art, the kind that prompts us to study theology or moves us to explore the stars. In this world of ours, One thing is clear. Mystery abounds. So this morning, I'd like to share a little story with you, a true story about mystery that I experienced for myself. This was many years ago, more than 30. I can't believe I'm saying this. I was a senior in college and I had signed up to take a class called Music for Dance. The school I went to had a big dance program, and this uh, class was meant to uh, support dancing in some ways, but it was really a music class. It was taught by a professor who had traveled through several areas of Africa and had learned how to do drumming from people there different styles, different rhythms. And um, in this class, we didn't just play the drums. We also learned about ritual and the meaning of ritual. You may have noticed, especially today with this particular service, that ritual is not simply about speaking words and listening to words or even singing words and listening to words uh, and listening to people sing words. It is very much a physical sensory experience in its entirety. You might smell things. You might uh, have activity. There are lots of different potential components about ritual. But I think the key piece, especially when we're talking about ritual related to music, is how it impacts the body, how it is a complete sensory experience. So you don't just hear the music, hear the pitch or the tone or the rhythm of the music. You feel, if you pay attention, with your entire body, the vibrations that are emanated from the music. So you can enjoy music even if you are completely deaf, because you can feel those vibrations. That's what I'm talking about in terms of depth of ritual experience. So in this class, it was based on African music, drumming in particular. And um, in the beginning of the class, he had given us a heads up maybe a warning, I don't really know, about how sometimes when you, when people drum for a long period of time, they begin to hear voices. 
I thought, okay, that's cool. (laughs) You know, I loved the drumming. I thought, but this isn't my culture. This isn't my spirituality. This isn't going to happen to me. But that's cool to know that that happens to people, I guess. Whatever. So... (laughs) So part of this ritual experience was that you didn't just drum for a minute or two or even five minutes. Um, the length of the record albums in the old days is why we have these songs that are like the same length all the time. Um, but it can go on and on for um, an hour, hours, days, <laughs> depending on what your cultural context is. And in this case, we would often drum for 45 minutes, sometimes an hour, without stopping. So the repetition of the rhythms, the repetition of the patterns, really uh, became ingrained in your body in a very deep way that is hard to uh, describe in some ways. So one day... I was uh, in class, and this is set up in a dance studio, ginormous room, huge windows looking out over the um, campus uh, common area, beautiful, all green. It was spring, beautiful trees, everything. I had my back to the windows, and I was using a djembe drum, which is one that actually lays on the floor. You straddle it, and you... Uh, play with your hands on the end in front of you. And as I began to drum, um, and the drumming went on and on and on, I began to hear voices. And I was shocked. (laughs) And I was intrigued and um, fascinated. All of the things that you can imagine the voices sounded like little children playing. It was a happy, peppy, little, uh, repetitive thing that they kept um, saying, almost in like a sing-song kind of voice. It reminded me a little bit of a Sesame Street sort of tone to the song. And they kept repeating over and over again, Callie, Callie, Callie. And that continued as the drumming went on. It was an intense experience. It was also a mysterious experience. I don't understand it. I can't name it. Not sure I want to. But then the real mystery came in a few months later. I graduated from college and I uh, went to Maine and lived on a living history farm. And part of, as an intern, I had been a history anthropology major. And I was assigned a character to recreate a woman who had lived in 1870 in Livermore, Maine. And her name was Callie. So there are times when the joy, when joy is found in not finding an answer, in enjoying the mystery, 
the experience of wondering, allowing the mystery to remain unnameable, unknowable, in letting the mystery be. Here's another story. This one comes from Eric Walker Wickstrom. One day, a religious man approached a mystic and asked, Does God exist? Allow me to go within for an answer, the mystic replied. After meditating for quite some time, expanding her heart consciousness to embrace the totality of existence, she answered, I do not know what you mean by the word God, but I do know that this world is more mysterious and more wonderful than I could ever imagine. I know that you and I are part of something so much larger than our own lives. Perhaps this something larger is what you seek. Then the religious man approached a scientist. Does God exist? He asked. Let me think, the scientist replied. And so she thought. She thought about the vastness of the universe, 156 billion light years, or something like 936 billion trillion miles in diameter, and the almost immeasurable smallness of a quark. She thought of how the energy of the Big Bang fuels the beating of her own heart. And then she answered, I do not know what you mean by God. But I do know that this world is more mysterious and wonderful than I could ever imagine. I know that you and I are part of something so much larger than our own lives. Perhaps this something larger is what you seek. The religious man then thought to himself, he thought of what he knows and what he does not know. He thought about how he knows what he knows and how he knows he doesn't know what he doesn't know. (laughs) He thought about his experience of the world and how it is but one tiny infinitesimal fraction of all experience. He thought about his dependence on forces larger than himself. And he thought about the interdependence of all existence. He experienced wonder and pondered mystery. And then he knew. He knew in his soul the truth of what the mystic and the scientist said. That he is part of something so much larger than his own life. And then, and only then, did he think about what he'd call it. I will leave you with some questions to bring with you after worship this morning. Where is the mystery in your life? And what do you call it? Or do you prefer for it to remain unnamed? Sarah York says, We receive fragments of holiness, glimpses of eternity, brief moments of insight. Let us gather them up for the precious gifts they are.
and renewed by their grace, move boldly into the unknown. May it always be so. Amen and blessed be. Please read with me the words for extinguishing the chalice. We extinguish this flame, but not the light of truth, the warmth of community, or the fire of commitment. These we hold in our hearts until we are together again. We all emerge from, dwell within, are transformed by, and called back to love. May your mind be humbled before this mystery. May your heart grow hopeful by it. May you be sustained by this love always. Amen and blessed be. This is a production of the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. 
For more information, go to our website at austinuu.org.